This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good afternoon, I'm Ben Nully. President Joe Biden held a formal ceremony celebrating the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan in the White House Rose Garden this afternoon. It provides for food and nutrition because people knew and you all were out there handing out food like many of us were, but you saw people who were in car lines that were literally miles long. You'd see four lanes of cars that went back for a half a mile each just to get a box of food. Again, through no fault of their own. The bill contains $22.7 billion in agriculture and nutrition assistance provisions. Within that is $3.6 billion in aid for the food supply chain, as well as an estimated $4 billion for paying off USDA direct and guaranteed loans held by minority farmers. Republicans did not vote for the American Rescue Plan, arguing it was partisan, and one House Ag Committee member sees future problems with loan payoffs to minority farmers. Spencer Chase has more. A Georgia Republican says the minority farmer assistance in this week's coronavirus recovery measure could end up with a bigger price tag than expected. House Ag Committee member Austin Scott says the Congressional Budget Office figures for the amount of producers who could take advantage of the relief could be understated. Uh, we have challenged CBO on their numbers. They're saying they think that it will be close to 15,000 loans that are forgiven with a price tag of $5 billion. But candidly, I would think that if there were of the quarter of a million farmers who were eligible the way they wrote Section 1005, that if only 10% of them have a USDA loan or a USDA guaranteed loan, that's 25000 not 15000 Under the law, minority farmers could have up to 120% of guaranteed USDA loans recovered, with the additional 20% provided to pay the taxes on the debt relief. Scott says there are other ways to encourage and support disadvantaged farmers. There's more from Scott, including his thoughts on climate legislation and the timeline for the next farm bill in our Washington Week in Review on AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse, I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture is accepting renewal applications for the Conservation Stewardship Program. USDA is accepting applications through March 31st for over 11,000 contracts set to expire at the end of this year. Natural Resources Conservation Service Acting Chief Terry Crosby says the program helps farmers and ranchers advance their business operations through conservation enhancements on their land. In fiscal year 2020, NRCS enhanced 9.3 million acres of land enrolled in CSP. Participants with existing CSP contracts that close on December 31st may renew their contracts for an additional five years if they agree to adopt additional conservation practices on their land. I want to tell you about something real quick. The 5th Annual AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit is coming up March 22nd through the 24th. You can learn more about the event and sign up at agripulse.com. A recent Farm Bureau poll shows 52% of adults think farmers and ranchers can have a large impact in creating climate solutions. And even more people, 60% of adults, support government-funded research to help agriculture achieve those climate goals. Learn more at fb.org. Cybersecurity is not often linked when using farm data, but a researcher warns producers should be taking critical steps to protect their networks. Taylor Reynolds is Director of Technology Policy at MIT. Speaking at USDA's Ag Outlook Forum recently, 
He says the number one goal is to keep attackers out if at all possible. And one of the best ways to do this that we tell people to do is to turn on what's called two-factor authentication. And this is essentially, if you've, if you've used this with online banking, if you've used this with any other accounts, it essentially says you don't need just a username and password. You need a second option for getting into the account. He says you should also take steps to only allow internet access to systems inside your network that absolutely need it. In agriculture, you use a lot of IoT, you use a lot of sensors, and these networks are often the first to be compromised. So what we suggest is that you create a separate network for IoT sensors and controls and keep that separated from any critical systems like accounting, payroll, important documents. You keep that separate on your network to make sure that you never allow those two to touch, like to be connected together. Reynolds says don't forget to also have three copies of everything in order to recover your network quickly if attacked. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nulley.